The Bible says that Jesus passed through Jericho. He came to the city of Jericho in Mark chapter 10. And it's interesting to me that it says he came to Jericho. There's a period. And then it says, and as he went out of Jericho, he came in and he went right out. He arrived, think about this, Jesus, the miracle worker, the healer, the Messiah, God manifest in the flesh. He showed up, he came to Jericho, and then they went out of Jericho. He came, and he went in and out. Look at your neighbor say, in and out. I'm not talking about the burger joint in California. But Jesus showed up, and he left. He looked at what they were doing. I don't know exactly what it was, but I do know there was a time he came to the temple and did the same thing. He looked and he left. Either there was something missing that he was looking for or there was something he saw that he did not like. I can't speak for any other church in the Atlanta area this morning, but I can tell you as one believer in this one church that I don't want Jesus to look and leave, but I want him to stop and stay for a little while this morning. You've got to understand right here at the beginning of this message, this word that God's given me for you, that that he is not obligated to do miracles just because you're here and he's here. He's not obligated to do miracles. I've heard people say, well, everywhere Jesus went, there were miracles. That's not true. There are places that he went that they did not receive him, and he could do no mighty works among them. There were times he showed up, he looked, and he left. I don't know about you, but whatever I've got to do to get him to stop and stay, that's what I want to do. Whatever I've... And so for those of you that may not understand our worship, uh, let me pause and use this as an opportunity for explanation. Uh, The reason, one of the reasons we get so excited uh, and and we act the way we act, we're not all crazy. There's a lot of crazy people probably here this morning, but we're not all crazy. Well, I don't know, maybe we are. Some of you looking at me like, don't leave me out. Maybe, maybe you are. I'm telling you, we haven't lost our mind, but we believe in a God who enjoys our worship. He, the scripture lets us know we're commanded to worship. We're commanded to clap our hands, to lift our voice. We're commanded to do all of these things. So we're being obedient to the word of God. But, but one reason we do what we do is we found that it brings his presence. We have found that it brings, it's more than emotion. It's more than hype that is created by good music or singing or atmosphere but I'm telling you it is the power and the presence of God that shows up and the reason I know it's more than hype because I have had the experience that some of you have had where I have been all by myself and nobody around no keyboard player no soloist no choir to smack me up no church to egg me on and lifted up my voice in a time of Spare and begin to give God worship. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. I have been all by myself before and begin to exalt the name of the Lord. And as I exalted his name, something happened, something shifted, something changed as his presence showed up. 
So let me just tell you right from the beginning uh, that one of the ways we can make sure that he doesn't, that he stops and stays uh, and doesn't look and leave uh, is you ought not sit down on your worship. Uh, You ought not silence your voice of praise. Uh, You shouldn't shut it up, quiet it up, uh, but you ought to let your worship and your faith loose uh, for whatever remains of this service. You ought to just let it out. Now, now, can I tell you, let let me just give hope to somebody because there might be somebody here that says, Brother Levine, you know, preacher, I don't know you, I don't know this church, uh, but you guys act kind of crazy, and so I'm not sure that I want this Jesus uh, to to show up and do anything for me. I'm not even sure I want to come back yet or not. Hey, I've got good news for you too. Uh, He's a God's a gentleman. He's never going to force himself on you, uh, but can I tell you that if you don't want him to do any work for you, uh, if you don't want him to work, if you just want to be an observer, you are welcome to come and be an observer. God will never jump on you. He'll never pounce on you. He'll never do anything that you don't want him to do. And the other good part of that is you're with the church of believers. You're in a church here this morning. Nobody here is going to pounce on you. You're safe. Everybody's looking for a safe space in 2018. You're in a safe space here today, okay? I mean, nobody's going to jump on We've got security that'll take them out if they do, okay? Nobody's going to jump on you. So you can sit here, soak it in, uh, think it through, whatever you want. Uh, but I'm telling you for the rest of us, uh, and at, the, at any point in time in this service, uh, if you make up your mind, you know what? I like what I feel. I think I'm going to give this thing a shot. Let me tell you, all you got to do uh, is lift up your voice uh, and say, Jesus, come near. All you've got to do is lift up your voice and say Jesus you're welcome and he will respond to your desire he'll respond to your hunger every single time Jesus comes into Jericho and he goes out of Jericho and as he's passing out the other side there's these beggars that are gathered around the side of the road and there's one guy in the mix named Bartimaeus. Bartimaeus is sitting there among all of the this beggar's colony, very typical of uh, biblical cities cities in Bible times to have uh, groups of beggars that would sit outside of the city and they would uh, be forced to rely on the generosity of people who would pass by and travelers that would come by them and so uh, I've seen this before in other countries and, and most recently I saw it in Kenya as we came out in Nairobi a few years back there was a group of beggars that were sitting there and just a pathetic just a very very sad very very sad sight this was the picture there were people who were blind and halt and maimed and lame and they were various diseases and and they couldn't work normal jobs they couldn't they had some of them perhaps had nobody to 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 vouch for to go to bat for them or to advocate for them and so they were forced to live outside of the city relying on the generosity of strangers and as groups would pass by they would they would ask for alms they would they would ask for alms they'd put their cup out and 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 I've, I've seen these I've seen these like I said in modern day and, and typically they have their head down and their cup out and they're a, a very humble approach as the as the people pass by and they, they're just they're just hoping that you'll you'll be generous to drop something in their cup and so Jesus is is with this group that is coming by and so I could I can picture in my mind everybody gets you know in in position. Everybody gets their cups ready. Everybody gets ready to to ask for for alms. But 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 Bartimaeus heard that Jesus was coming. 
and and he's he got a little problem here because he's heard now. I guess that Jesus is a miracle worker, that Jesus of Nazareth is, is the one who's done so many wonderful works that have just blown people's minds and is, is messing with the Pharisees' theology and it's, it's, it's you know, emptying out, uh, you know, places of, of the sick and it's, it's, it's Jesus is doing all these miracles and the Bible says he, he can't see anything, he's blind, but he hears that Jesus is coming. Can, can I just pause here and tell you that you don't always need to see what's coming if you can hear the word of the Lord. If you can hear the word of the Lord, one word from God is enough to go on. Well, I said a word from God is enough to go on. I don't have to see the way. I don't have to see it spelled out and planned. If I got a word from God, you got to learn to trust and have faith in the word of God. Well, <laughs> you got to learn to have faith in the Word of God. The Bible says at one point the disciples had toiled all night long. They had taken nothing. They had caught no fish. It was a long, hard night of fishing. This was not uh, luxury fishing. This was not pleasure fishing. They were fishing for their living. They were fishing to survive. And so it was a long, hard night with no fish. And the Bible says uh, that here comes this voice that says to cast your nets on the other side. You know, that's always an armchair quarterback, right? It's always somebody sitting on the sidelines telling you what to do and how you ought to how you ought to get it you know if you'll try this if you'll do that cast your nets on the other side I imagine they could have said to themselves you know what don't you think that we have tried that all night long they had toiled all night and the Bible says they had taken nothing there was toil or wrestling it was a struggle it was nighttime and they had nothing to show for it but when Jesus gave them the word to cast their nets on the other side watch this one word one word. The disciples responded. They said, Master, we've toiled all night and have taken nothing. But nevertheless, at thy word, we will let down the nets. And they did so, and they caught so many fish, it about sank their boat. Can I tell you, all you need is a word from God. All, there is power in one word from God. I, w I wonder what God could do in your situation uh, if you'd learn how to rejoice over one word. I wonder what God could do in your situation uh, if you'd learn how to pause and give him praise uh, even though it hadn't all happened yet uh, and it hadn't all come to pass yet uh, but you just pause and act on the one word uh, that you've got uh, and praise him uh, for what he has said he would do. Uh, somebody take about five or ten seconds uh, and Clap your hands and lift up a voice of praise right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, lift up your voice for just a minute. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, I receive your word. I have faith in your word. I hear your word. And I thank you for your word. In Jesus' name. You can be seated. So they're sitting by the side of the road and Bartimaeus has one word. He hears that Jesus is coming. He hears that Jesus is among them. Now he's got a, a difficult thing to, to decide here. This, this is really not as easy as it looks reading it on paper. 
Because if he kind of goes out on a limb, makes a commotion, we, we read the end of the story. We've got the advantage. We, we know how the story ended, right? He got healed. But he was living in the story. How many know it's tougher when you're living in the story? He was walking the story out every day. He was living it. He didn't see the end. The reality is that some folks are going to read the story of your life and what's your one day and what you're hesitant to shout about right now. They're going to be shouting about then when, when the story of your life is told. They're going to be shouting about in advance because they know what happens in the end that we're going to win. They know that God's going to give the victory. They know God's going to do a work. He's got this decision to make because if he, if he makes a scene and a commotion, you know, the last thing you want to do if you're just walking through the city is you want to get involved in, in a commotion. How many know? I, I, man, I, was in, I was in Auckland, New Zealand a couple of months ago, and we were ministering there and had a group. And, and while we were there, I was walking down the street, and, man, there was just out of nowhere this fight broke out. I mean, it was like from me to the pulpit. It was like that close. And these guys just, I mean, it was, it was a total melee I mean just out of seemingly out of nowhere and I'm telling you those Kiwis down in New Zealand they, they know how to throw some punches I was it was it was pretty wild they it, I mean there was fists flying and blood and and when that and it just happened that quick and when it happened that quick let me tell you what I did <laughs> said pardon me <laughs> excuse me I think I'll walk over here I mean, the first thing I did was look around and make sure nobody was getting ready to swing on me, you know. Now, I don't know who's involved in all this or what's going on. I just stepped out of the way. And some of you have been in situations. There's maybe not that drastic, but something a little uncertain. And you just kind of you just kind of move away. You just walk away. Don't, don't want none of that today, right? You're going to walk away. Just don't want any, don't want to get involved at all. Just, I'm going to walk away from this. I mean, it was grown men. They, I mean, no, it wasn't any. They can handle their own, all right? I'm out of the way. Can you imagine what was going through those beggars' minds, though, when Bartimaeus starts to holler and make a scene? Because I imagine that, that the, the, the fear was that that crowd was going to move on the other side of the road. Maybe that's why they tried to shut him up. Here they are. Bartimaeus is trying to cry out for a miracle, and there's people trying to shut him up. It's like the first church of the highway side. <laughs> There's, you got one crying out for a miracle, one getting hungry, some getting desperate, some reaching out, and others saying, now, come on, is that really all that necessary? Is that really, do you really got to be acting like that? Do you really got to be worshiping like that? Hey, let me just pause here and tell you, don't be discouraged when, when people don't get your worship. Don't be discouraged or, or disheartened when people don't get what God is doing in your life. They don't understand it or don't, 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 don't let that discourage you. This has been happening since the New Testament, okay? You're not alone. You're not... 
I'm telling you, some some people can get real sideways and get themselves in trouble by taking offense at somebody's look and they probably didn't even intend to look at you that way. Don't worry about it. They don't know what God's doing in your life. You ought to just make up in your mind that when Jesus is coming by, I'm going to cry out. When Jesus is moving, I'm going to be in the... When Jesus is... I'm not just going to be sitting here doing something. Do you realize that he could have been silent? The Bible says he began to cry out and he could have been silent and if he would have been silent no doubt he would have got a coin in the cup but if you're a blind beggar what is of more value to you a few shekels in your cup to get you through another day or another week or a miracle that absolutely transforms your You hear what I'm preaching to you right now? What is of more valuable? What is of more value to you? Uh, What's more valuable to you? Uh, Something that is temporary? Something that just gets you through another week? uh, Another Sunday? Another service? uh, Or I wonder if there's anybody like old Bartimaeus uh, that says, you know what? This is my moment. Uh, I'm going for broke. Uh, It's going to be all or nothing, baby. Uh, Jesus, uh, thou son of David, uh, have mercy upon on me Jesus thou son of David have mercy upon me somebody lift up your voice for just a moment and somebody cry out to Jesus Christ the miracle worker that is in this place right Bartimaeus shut up be quiet keep your peace settle down he was a blind man hear me he was blind physically uh, but his physical limitations uh, did not equal spiritual limitations Uh, you hear me uh, his physical limitations uh, what was going on naturally in his life uh, did not have the power to limit the moving of the miraculous in his life Uh, and you hear me for you today uh, what is going on in your life naturally right here on this Sunday morning I don't know if it's sickness or trauma family difficulties issues finances whatever it is it does not have the power to limit the move of the miraculous in your life if you will respond to the presence of God like Bartimaeus responded to the presence of God Bartimaeus, shut your mouth. You're a beggar. You're a blind man. I can hear him say, though, I am not as blind as you think I am. What they were trying to do is put him back in his place, Pastor Reyes. They were trying to put him back in his place. You, 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 you just sit down, settle down, shut your mouth. Don't, don't, don't make, don't make a fool of yourself. Don't, don't run everybody else on the other side of the road. Now it's okay. It's all right. Just calm down. And yet he's just saying I've got a need I've got faith and I've got come on I know the problems in your life I know your life isn't perfect come on why are you why are you worshiping God like that your life's not perfect you got problems you made mistakes you got issues 
We've always got people in our life trying to bring us down. And can I tell you, the enemy of our soul is always trying to bring us down. He's trying to remind you of everything that's wrong. Oh, come on. Just settle down. Don't get excited. It's just another Sunday, just another service. I know what you did last week. I know the attitude you had. Come on. I know your past. I know I know your mistakes. And the enemy gets in our ear and starts chirping at us like that just like they did to Bartimaeus. Sit down, shut up, know your place, be quiet, stay in your spot, be in your position, and just get through another day in the first church of the highway side. But you hear this preacher, I can hear him say, you know what, I may be blind, but spiritually my vision is 2020. In other words, uh, devil, I'm not perfect. Uh, uh, People, fellow beggars, uh, I know I'm far from perfect. Uh, I know my own flaws. Uh, I know my shortcomings. Uh, Do not mistake my crying out. Uh, Do not mistake my worship uh, as a profession of perfection. Uh, It is simply the opposite. Uh, It is a cry that indicates uh, I realize my need of a savior I realize that I need him more than I need my next breath oh I'm preaching to somebody right now you need to shake that off you need to get that out of your ear you need to get that voice off of your spirit and just cry out all the more Jesus let your mercy flow in me Jesus let your power flow in me Jesus thou son of David have mercy come on somebody clap your hands and lift your voice for just a minute in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus I know you might be in trouble I know your life may not be perfect I know you may even be cold in your spirit but that does not have to keep you away from the miraculous if you are willing to lift up your voice and you're willing to reach out to God with a hunger and a desire and a faith the reality is whether you're blind physically or not, whether you have problems naturally or not, every one of us, every one of us give voice to our vision. We speak the things as we see them, as we perceive them. That's why you can be around somebody and all they talk is negative. All they talk is down. Everybody around anybody like that? All they say is negative. The glass is always half empty. They're always got a pessimistic view. Well, this, you, you can give them the most positive praise report and they're going to find something negative to say about it. You ever been around anybody like that? I hope you're not around somebody like that too often because they might rub off on you. I don't like, be, I don't like spin. I don't let those people in my circle hear me. Well, Man, he's mean. No, I'll be I'll be friends, acquaintances with anybody, but on my inner circle, I'm not going to have a naysayer. I'm not going to have a, some foul mouth negative person bringing me down. I want somebody to build me up. I want iron to sharpen iron. I want somebody to build my faith. Somebody to pick me up when I when, when I'm down. You get around those people that are always speaking negative. It's because they're seeing things negatively. It's because they're perceiving things negatively. Bartimaeus 
Jesus could have had every reason to say, oh, please have pity on me. I'm a poor blind beggar. I can't even live in the city. I can't even work a job. I can't do anything. Just, oh, please, please, please. But he didn't talk like that. He said, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy upon me. In other words, Lord, I'm a great candidate for your next miracle. And I've got the faith that you can do it. You've done it before. You can do it for me today. So my question is to you, what are you seeing? What are you seeing? Are you just seeing your problem? Or are you seeing an opportunity for God to show himself strong? Are you seeing your difficulty? Or are you seeing that there is a God in this place who is ready to reveal his mighty arm of deliverance? Are you seeing the negative? Or are you ready to speak that there is a healer? There is a deliverer. There is someone in the building who can change this all around. Bartimaeus, you're a blind man, yeah? But I see clearly. I see clearly. Oh, you're blind. But I can see clearly. I've got a word. Watch this. The word somehow produce faith Uh, the Bible says faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God faith cometh by hearing hearing by the word of God I'm telling you what you need to do right now if you want the miraculous power of God to be released in your life before this service is over what you've got to figure out how to do in the next couple of minutes of this service is you've got to figure out how to shut your eyes maybe it was a good thing he was blind naturally so he don't have to see the deplorable situation around him he didn't have to see the despicable conditions and the people trying to shut him up I mean, you just need to figure out how to shut your eyes to everything that's negative in the natural to the sickness to the difficulty to the dilemma and you need to somehow hear the word of God and let it produce faith in your spirit and because of that faith you need to lift up your voice and to begin to declare the power and the work and the miracle of God faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things the evidence of things what not seen faith and scripture lets us know yes it does bro you're with me today you walk by faith not by sight I'm not walking by what I see in my natural but I'm walking by what I see in my spirit. And in my natural, I see a lot of things that I don't even want to give voice to. But in my spirit, I see some folks on the very edge of a breakthrough. Some folks that are teetering right on the edge of an absolute breakthrough. I'm telling you, I, I, I don't even want to tell you what I see in the natural. But I'm walking by faith right now. I'm walking by faith right now. I'm telling you, 
somebody just needs to get off the edge today. Somebody needs to get off the edge. And you just need to lift up your voice. Uh, and you just need to go for broke like old Bartimaeus did. And say, I'm, I'm tired of living on the edge of a miracle. Coming to church, going home the same way. I'm ready to lift up my your voice is the deciding factor in your victory. Do you hear me? Your voice is the deciding factor in your victory. God is just waiting for somebody to buy in enough to lift up your own voice. And let me, let me tell you something. I, I, I didn't know. I, I didn't know that I was coming on a. Uh, on the heels of prayer and fasting, I didn't know any of that. It was a it was a good weekend. We scheduled it further out. It was it was a good weekend for me to be here for your pastor's sake and and, and for our sake. It just worked out. So I didn't know what was I was coming in on the heels on. I had no idea about your prayer and fasting, and I have no idea what you've got planned for the next month. But here's what I know: what I feel in my spirit. Okay, that God has spoken some words to some of you recently. He has given you words in prayer, in your time of prayer, in your time of personal consecration he has put some things in your spirit that you are afraid to speak you're afraid to give voice to because they're so big and they're so grand and, and, and they're so miraculous it could never be a man thing it would have to be a God thing but I'm, I'm telling you I feel like I'm I don't I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm just here today as the little pin in the hinge of the door, okay? That's kind of what I feel like. I feel like God's given you a word, okay? And I'm here to tell you that if you don't buy into that word enough to lift up your voice and begin to speak those things and declare those things, if you don't buy into it enough to give your voice to those things, it's never going to happen. But if you will buy in enough to lift up your voice, I'm telling you, whew, you may have a month of vacations planned, but I'll tell you what, I feel like the next month, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, the next month, the next month, the 45 days is going to be a month. It's going to be weeks. It's going to be the next four to six weeks of harvest, of increase, and of some absolute mind-blowing miracles that God is going to do in this place. But it is starting. The hinge that it's swinging on is you understand. Hear me, hear me, hear me. It's not enough. It is not enough for you're at a different season at Atlanta West. And I, 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 I wrestled with God even about what I was, was to give to you today. But just leaving that aside, I, I, you are in a season where God is moving you. There are a lot of churches. There are a lot of churches that I can go to, that evangelists can go to, and we can preach faith, and we can speak faith, and I can pray a prayer of faith, and I can release something through my faith that I have in God, and, and a gift of faith at times. I can release things into the atmosphere that way. But God is moving you to a level, okay? Not, not that you're not going to need evangelists like that. Lord, I hope you still want us to come, even if you don't need us. I'll miss you. But... Uh, I'm telling you, God is moving you to a place where it's not going to be because an evangelist, Luke Levine or any number of other evangelists that grace this pulpit. 
stand in a pulpit and speak and pray a word of faith and put their finger in your face and prophesy to you. But it is going to be something that is released in the body. It's going to be something. I feel the Holy Ghost. It's going to be something that is going to be released by your own words. Not something that is produced by the pulpit, but something that is perpetuated all throughout the building. That you're going to get a word from God. You're going to lift up your voice. You're going to declare something, and it's going to happen. Not because Luke Levine, or not because uh, Brother Johns, or Brother Tisdale, or Brother Herring, or some anybody else that preaches here it's not going to be because we said it but it's going to be because you lift up your voice and begin to speak some things that are not as though they I wish somebody would believe that with me right now enough to lift up your voice and thank God for what he is about to do come on somebody needs to believe God enough to lift up your voice and thank God for what he is about to do right now and it starts right here today. I don't know what you've got on the calendar the next six weeks or four weeks, uh, but I'm telling you, it starts right here today. The Bible says, Jesus said, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, whosoever shall speak unto this mountain and say, be thou removed and be cast into the sea uh, and shall not doubt in his heart. It says, he shall have those things. Not whatsoever the preacher saith, uh, but he shall have those things uh, whatsoever he saith. Uh, they shall come to pass. Uh, do you realize the power of your voice right now? You realize the power of your voice? Uh, you could preach your own sermon right now. You could preach your own breakthrough right now. You could produce your own miraculous right now. If somebody would realize the power of your, God, I pray uh, a spirit a revelation would hit this place I pray that somebody would awaken the giant of their own voice I pray that somebody would awaken the giant of their own voice that God through their faith and through the word that you put in their spirit that somebody would begin to declare something into existence in the name of Jesus if I'm preaching to anybody that needs a miracle right now I want you to lift up your voice uh, I want you to lift up your voice uh, for about the next few moments uh, lift up your voice and just begin to declare that thing uh, and begin to give God praise uh, for what you believe is about to come to pass uh, in the name of Jesus uh, in the Come on, lift up your voice, lift up your voice, lift up your voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm telling you, you got to quit whining about it. You got to quit complaining about it. The children of Israel learned that whining and complaining got them a sentence for 40 years into a wilderness. If you're whining and complaining about it, you are guaranteeing yourself that you're not going to come out of it for a long time. But you got to figure out how to lift up your voice like the two spies, Joshua and Caleb. And they said, oh yeah, there may be giants. But I'll tell you what else I saw. I saw 
planned. I, I saw plenty. I saw bountiful places. I saw a land of promise. And so I haven't come to declare the giant. I've come to declare the promise. I've not come to speak about the mountain. I've come to speak about the mountain mover. I've not come to exalt the sickness. I've come to tell you that there is a God who is able to heal every disease. There is a God that is able to deliver from any dilemma. And that God is in this place right now. And he's just looking for somebody to buy in enough to step out like Bartimaeus and somebody begin to go after him with your voice of faith, with your voice of declaration in the name of Jesus. Everybody in this place has some faith. You either have faith in your problem or you have faith in the deliverer. You have faith in your sickness or you have faith in the healer. You just got to decide what your faith is placed in. Paul said, we have believed, therefore we have spoken. We also believe, therefore we also speak. So whatever you're believing in, it's going to come out of your mouth. And what comes out of your mouth is going to dictate take your destiny and so somebody right now somebody right now if you need a miracle if you need a miracle you need to respond with these that are responded and here's how this is going to work you don't need me God's preparing you for what he's going to do in the next 45 days you don't need me to pray a prayer of faith over you I've done that in this pulpit many times but you don't need me to pray a prayer of faith over you somebody if you got a mountain if you've identified it if you know what it is you need to lift up your voice and just begin to go after it you need to just lift up your voice and begin to go after it If you're here and your faith is uncertain, if you're here and your faith is unsure, if you're not certain, if you even believe in God, you're not certain about the things of God, you hear this preacher right now. You have nothing to lose. You have nothing to lose to find out if this is real. And so I promise you that if you will pray a sincere prayer to God that just says, Lord, I want to put my faith in you but I'm not sure. God, if your spirit is real, I want it, but I'm not sure. I give myself to you completely, Lord, my faith and my doubt, my belief and my unbelief, my questions looking for answers. I give it all to you. If you lift up your voice and lift up your hands as a sign of surrender and close your eyes and pray a prayer like that right now, I promise you, God will respond to your prayer. You will feel something you've never felt before and Jesus Christ will fill you with the gift of the Holy Spirit like you've never experienced anything in your life like it before. I'm telling you, he can do it right now and all you've got to do is respond to what you're feeling. Respond to the word of God that you're If you're praying, just keep right on praying. If you're praying, just keep right on praying. To the rest of us, if you're here and you need a miracle, if you're here and you want God to hear your prayer, I invite you to step out of where you're at. You're not joining this church by doing this. You're just saying, God, I'm going to give you a try. If you're here and you need a miracle, I want you to step out of where you're at. If you want God to do a work in your heart, I want you to step out of where you're at. Get as close as you can to this front. There's a big open space right here in the front some people can slide into. Come on, thank you for coming. Just get as close as you can.
I'll tell you what God's going to do today. There are going to be miracles uh, that you're going to testify about as this week goes on. There's going to be miracles that you're going to confirm with your doctor and you're going to tell the office, you're going to tell Pastor John's, this is what God did for me. It's all here right now. There is, there, there is a divine shift in the atmosphere in this church today. <laughs> come on, if you need God, if you want God to do a work in your life, come on, get as close as you can. Get into one of these aisles. Yes, 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 yes. Now the voice of Bartimaeus brought one miracle to one man. But I wonder what the voice of collective faith can do. I wonder what all of our voices being lifted together could produce. I'll tell you right now, it'll produce multiplied miracles in this room. If you need the miracle, lift up your hands and just begin to declare it right now. Somebody begin to speak to your mountain right now. And here's what I want the rest of us to do. And everybody in this room, I want you on the count of three, I want you just to lift up your voice, not just an idle shout or prayer, but I want you to lift up a voice of victory, a voice of declaring the work of God, declaring the mountain move. Come on, lift up your voice right now. On the count of three, everybody in one mind, in one accord, and in the power of one voice, with a loud voice of triumph. On the count of three, ready? One, two, three. Lift up your voice. Come on, reach over and speak faith to somebody near you. If you're not praying for your own need, uh, reach over and speak faith to somebody near you. Reach over and lay hands on somebody and begin to make a declaration of faith. There's something happening. Uh, there's something so significant happening here today in the name of Jesus. Uh, in the name of Jesus.
Come on, lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. If you'll declare it, if you'll declare it, the mountain of cancer is going to move today, this morning. You're going to get the evidence. If you'll declare it, God's going to open up a barren womb, a couple that cannot give, give birth to children. God's going to give you a child. If you will declare it right now, God is going to take care of chronic pain. God's going to take care of any multiple number of issues. Those are the three I felt specifically for this church. But God's going to take care of a number of issues right now. Come on. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice, Bartimaeus. Lift up your, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, that's it. That's it. God's pouring out his spirit. God is pouring out his spirit. God's pouring out the miraculous. Reach over and pray for somebody else. Don't stop. Do not stop. Do not stop. There's something happening. This takes some time here. Just reach over and pray for somebody else. Keep praying in the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus.